being in a leadership role comes with a lot of unspoken rules. Things that are not written in your job description yet are critical to your success as a leader. And this is what we're going to talk about today. Here's the question. How do you successfully transition into your first official leadership role, build the confidence and competence to lead your team effectively and establish yourself as a respected and trusted leader across the organization? That's the question and this show provides the answers. Welcome to the Manager Track Podcast. I'm your host, Ramona Shaw, and I'm on a mission to create workplaces where work is not seen as a source of stress, but as a source of contribution, connection, and fulfillment. And this transition starts with developing a new generation of leaders. I'm a leadership coach, a mom of three, a coffee lover, and a travel enthusiast. Stick around because in this show, you'll learn how to think, communicate, and act to become a confident, high-performing leader people love to work with. Let's go. Welcome to this episode of the Manager Track Podcast. We're going to talk about the unspoken rules of management. And I actually came up with this idea to talk about this on a podcast when I was on a walk with my new dog. So about two months ago, we got a puppy and I personally have never owned a dog. I grew up with a cat, loved having a pet at home, and I wanted to give that experience to my kids as well. I did a bunch of research and then we decided to get a Cavapoo, which is this really cute mix of a King Charles Cavalier and a poodle. Her name is Coco. We love her. And I love being a dog owner and having a dog in the family. But what I noticed and realized one day when I was taking her on a walk is that there are a lot of unspoken rules about dog owners and dog behaviors and what is okay and what isn't okay. And I didn't know about them. In fact, there are plenty of these unspoken rules that I know I don't know yet. Uh, And I'm probably just going to wait for the moment that someone will tell me that that was rude or inappropriate and I will learn through the process. And of course, I'm also asking people around me who are experienced dog owners who seem to know those rules of what I need to pay attention to. But it's interesting, right? As a new dog owner, rules such as, is it okay for my dog to pee on the sidewalk? Is it okay for them to pee in someone's front yard grass? Is it okay to leave the poop if we're out on a hike or do I pick up the poop? Side note, I do pick up the poop and carry it with me, but that's unknown. I'm not sure. Uh, Is it okay if my little puppy jumps on people because she's so excited to say hi? Or is it not? I came to realization that it's not. One day when it was raining really hard, (laughs) she was jumping on one of my neighbor and made his pants very dirty. And I realized... He did not appreciate that. That's not okay. I, as a dog owner, should have called my dog back and ensured that she's not jumping on other people. That was one of those harder lessons. But there are so many unwritten and unspoken rules about what is okay behavior and what isn't. Plus, there's a whole gray zone of what those rules actually are because what might be okay to someone may absolutely be not okay and, in fact, very inappropriate or disrespectful to someone else. So being aware and having that open mindset is really important. And this exact same thing is true 
for someone who is new to management or new to leadership and in their first leadership role. And that's what I realized when I was walking uh, Coco on one of the walks. So I took some time and I started to chat down some of these rules or these unspoken rules or unwritten rules that I thought would be important for new managers to know about. And even if you've been leading for a while, I'm pretty sure you still get something out of this. And in fact, as I'm releasing this episode, I will also post about it on social media, uh, specifically LinkedIn and Instagram. And I will ask people what other unwritten roles that they have learned about the easy way or the hard way, because I'm sure that my list is not complete by all means. And I, in fact, wrote down more than 10 and then I thought I should probably stop or this is going to A, be a very long podcast and B, might be overwhelming. So let me dive into this. And you might want to grab a piece of paper and a pen to write down some of those that really resonate with you or hit home. The first unwritten rule is that you have to repeat yourself. Saying it once is not going to be enough. You will have to repeat goals, mission, priorities, decisions. You will have to go back to the purpose of a task or the responsibility. You will have to repeat decisions that have been made or progress update. And it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's just part of the job. If you don't feel like you're ever repeating yourself in anything, you're probably not communicating enough. If you feel like, oh my God, I'm saying the same thing every week, every other week, or way too often, you're probably on track to do this well. The second one is that discomfort and awkwardness doesn't mean that you're not doing it right or that you're doing the wrong thing. Discomfort and awkwardness is just part of growth. It means that you're leaning into something that you've never done before, or you're holding space for an awkward conversation that must be held. You're giving tough feedback or you're sharing difficult news. Discomfort, the painful process of sitting with the discomfort or the awkwardness is part of being a leader. Okay, next one. You can no longer bond over gossip or complaining with other people. Gossiping with other people or complaining about things or people with other people is a bonding experience. It's by human nature. It, it feels bonding to do that with others. You cannot do that anymore. Whenever you notice people gossiping or complaining, you have to change the narrative to cut the conversation or you walk away or step away or whatever you need to do. You can no longer complain or gossip, especially with people on your team. You have to hold yourself to higher standards. And I know this is tricky, especially when it comes to the complaining. I often tell my clients, complain to me, don't complain to your boss or don't complain to your team. And that's why having a coach in your corner, not just for a short time, but on an ongoing basis, can be so helpful because you have an outlet, you have a place where you can drop all your thoughts and then figure out what you want to do next without it impacting your relationships in a workplace. Gossiping and complaining will impact the respect people have in you, the trust that they have in you, the credibility that you hold, and it's not going to serve you. Now, as a side effect, this may make you feel a little bit lonely at times. 
Because again, it was a bonding experience to gossip or to complain, and you're no longer doing that. And that can feel a little bit lonely. It can also feel awkward to, if you're managing former peers, or if you're now in a different rank than others, that they no longer invite you to certain things. Although with social distancing, there are a lot less happy hours taking place. But either way, expect that it may feel more lonely. Next up, I don't know, or I need help are totally appropriate statements to make. It is okay for you to not know, and it is okay for you to ask for help. It's not gonna make you look weak. It's not gonna make you less credible or trustworthy. In fact, if you don't know and you say, I don't know, I'm going to find out, or I don't know, I'm going to solve this, is what builds trust. Because people realize that, huh, if this person doesn't know, they will tell me they're not trying to make something up just to not look knowledgeable in the moment. The same is true with I need help. For as long as asking for help is okay. Oftentimes, we think it's totally great if one of our directs asks us for help because it makes us feel that we have the visibility of where they're at and what they can do and cannot do. But somehow... That same rule doesn't apply when it comes to us and then our manager. Somehow, when we ask for help, our manager is going to look at that poorly. It's generally not true. Now, I can't make blanket statements for everyone. Vast majority of cases, and I dare to say about 90% of cases, it is okay to say, I don't know, and I need help. In fact, it is appreciated. And they will make sure that you're not struggling down the road because you try to pretend as if you knew or you were indirect in your communication because you didn't want to admit that you didn't know, which more often than not will create a sense of uncertainty and lack of confidence in the other person. And if you're not asking for help and then you struggle and soon thereafter, it's going to be too late for help and a deadline was missed or a project, the quality of a work product isn't as expected, you're going to deal with those consequences. Now, the next one is kind of related, which is that asking something that you could have Googled or looked up or done some hope work on, that is not okay. So as a leader and the higher up that you go in in the ranks, the more time constrained people are and the more value they put on every single minute. So if you ask people things that they know you could have looked up somewhere, that they know that you could have figured out yourself, it can leave behind an impression that you're not respecting their time. And next time you're asking if they have a couple minutes, they may be less likely to say yes, because they wonder if it's something that you could have solved yourself again. So when you do speak to people who are higher up in the hierarchy, especially if you go a couple levels up potentially, Make sure that your questions are really questions that justify their time. The next unspoken rule is it's a lot easier to get into something than it is to get out of something. You have to always remember this. It's really easy to involve yourself, insert yourself, to say yes to things than it is to back paddle, get yourself out or get stuff off your plate. So be careful with what you say yes to, to not spread yourself too thinly, because especially if you're a new manager, 
leading people may take more time and effort on an emotional level too, not just in terms of your time, than you anticipate. So be careful with that. Next up, finish what you start. This is very much common sense. Yeah, not common practice. And I'm pretty sure that you can see some examples in your workplace where, you know, people start these exciting projects. They have fabulous ideas and then they never bring those over the finish line. Now for you as a leader and you needing to be a role model, finish what you start and make sure that anyone who's impacted by your project or by the status of your work, that you keep them in the loop. Never let stuff just linger or be in the unknown or ghost people or be MIA in the process or simply avoid updating people on the status because you haven't made enough progress. And so in order to not have this awkward or uncomfortable conversation to tell them where you actually stand, you're just pretending that this project is sort of not happening. Therefore, she's not giving status updates. That is not helping you build trust in your relationships. It goes in all directions, upward, sideways, and downwards with your uh, direct reports. Ooh, let's see. I got five more to go. Okay. Next one is communicate not only decisions made, but also the non-decisions. What I mean with that is sometimes we focus very much on any news, any updates that we have, any decisions that were made or that we made, but we forget to say and speak about the things that have not yet been decided. Yet as a leader, part of your job is to remove any unnecessary uncertainty for your team member and for your boss. And that includes telling them what kind of decisions have yet to be made. Maybe right now your company is deciding on whether to go into a hybrid mode or stay remote or be back in an office for everyone. Maybe there are some hiring freezes or maybe there are concerns over year-end uh, results and bonus rounds and so forth. If you know the decision has not yet been made and you have a meeting on a Monday morning, a team meeting, for example, don't just not address it until the, the time that the decision has been made because people will wonder, they will ask themselves what is going on. So pay attention to these unanswered questions in your head and, and in the heads of the people on your team and then address it. Say, I, I can imagine many of you are wondering what uh, we're deciding to do in terms of hybrid or remote or back in the office kind of work setup. And at this point, no decision has been made. I will update you as soon as we know more. And then you repeat that. Going back to unspoken rule number one that I listed in this podcast. Just repeat yourself. You say, just like last week, we talked about the decision to go back. No decision has been made yet. The executive team is still looking into it. For now, we keep going as, for now, nothing is changing. So keep repeating yourself that way and communicate decisions as well as non-decisions. The next one is more is not better. More is just more. It's really simple yet really important. For example, a longer email with more words doesn't make it a better email. A presentation with more slides doesn't make it a better presentation. It just makes it a presentation with more slides. More does not equal better, two different things. And as a leader, you might wanna in the beginning just do more and help everyone and solve all problems. That's just more involvement from you. 
doesn't mean that you're a better leader. It might, but it doesn't mean that it is. So it could just as well be true that you getting involved in more things or helping more and solving more problems actually makes you less effective of a leader because of the dependencies that you create in the wake of it. Okay, three more to go. This next one is about interviewing. When you interview candidates, you are representing your leadership. Even if you don't like someone and you recognize that in the first five minutes, you're like, I'm never going to hire this person. Still show up as the leader you want to be. You treat them respectfully. You uh, are curious. You practice your leadership approach in those interviews and you follow through on your words. So this is about integrity and developing integrity as a leader. If you tell them, I'm going to pass along your resume to someone else, or I'm going to send you an email in two days, just because this person isn't yet on your team or isn't working for your company, doesn't mean that you're not a leader in that situation. Your leadership expands beyond your immediate team and your organization because it has to do with how you evolve as a human and the kind of character that you develop. And that is true in interviews as well. And you never know if you're going to meet that person again, if that person has something good or bad to say to other leaders within the organization. Things like this are communicated and shared more often than not. But I don't even want you to think about how treating someone disrespectfully or ghosting them or not following through in your commitments is going to give you a bad reputation. That's not even the motive here. The motive that I think is important to keep in mind is that you're as a leader developing your character and it doesn't matter if the people are already on your team or not. The way that you want to show up for your team in your organization is the way that you want to show up in interviews. And I've seen this way too many times where someone is being really disrespectful in interviews, but wants to be a really good leader to their team. There's a disconnect and a lack of authenticity. Okay, then second to last, it's usually not about you. So if someone is being extra critical or if someone is being kind of harsh or has a weird tone, or the email sounds like it could be interpreted as the other person being angry or upset. Know that they're usually not about you and a lot more about them, where they're at, their perception, their emotional management, and all the other factors that influence how they're showing up in the moment, externally, internally, and all of that. So stay grounded in who you want to be and how you want to show up, and hold your focus on that versus focusing on what other people might think of you. You can't control that. You're wasting energy trying to figure that out when you could stay focused on yourself and making sure that you're doing the right thing. And then last but not least, when you get to know or engage in st with stakeholders, especially senior leaders, it is okay to ask other people first about their work preferences. For example, if it's the first time that you're in a meeting with a VP that you've never talked to before and you want to make sure you leave a good impression in that meeting, it's okay for you to ask your colleagues or your manager, what should I pay attention to? What are their preferences? If you're organizing the meeting to pick up on this example, it's okay for you to ask, your boss, for example, hey, does this VP prefer to receive an agenda prior to the meeting? Do they like to have meeting minutes at the end of it? Is there something else that I need to pay attention to that might be sort of pet peeves that they have 
or other preferences in terms of communication and behaviors that would help me be set up for a success in that meeting. It's okay. In fact, I highly recommend this. This is what we in the Leadership Accelerator call a stakeholder analysis. You don't have a crystal ball. You can't read people's minds and you can't see from afar what they prefer. And instead of learning through trial and error, it's a really good practice to go ask about these people and their preferences. It's kind of doing the homework ahead of time so that you're set up to leave a successful and great first impression with those people that you'll engage with. Whew. So those were the 12 unspoken rules of management. That was a lot to go through. I hope you took some notes on those that relate or resonated most with you. As always, if you have friends or colleagues, coworkers that would benefit from hearing this as well, please pass it along. And if this episode was particularly helpful and you feel inclined to share and leave a review on iTunes, that would be amazing, would mean the world to me, as that's one way to help share this message with more leaders who are new or mid-level managers. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day and I'll talk to you next week. If you love this show, then you love even more my free training for new managers. If you haven't watched this training yet, then I'll strongly encourage you to sign up at RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass. You'll discover the key shifts you'll need to make as a new manager and the number one most common mistake to avoid. Plus, you'll walk away with actionable tips that you can apply in your role right away. Go to RamonaShaw.com forward slash masterclass to sign up.